if you like audiobooks or audio shows, check out a free trial of Audible. Just click the link in the description. Welcome to Mindshock. This is Bruce McGuire. And Maxwell Powers. And you are listening to the Shadow People series. This is Shadow People. Part 7. Shadow People vs. Ghosts. Are all Shadow People ghosts? We will be examining the difference between ghosts, spirits, and shadow people, and all of the intricacies involved with making these definitions. As always, if you like the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. If you like the podcast, hit the like button. Feel free to share it across social media platforms. You could also check us out. Twitter, Reddit, Patreon, and Patrons do get priority in requests for the podcast. You can request topic, case, or podcasters. So, Maxwell, I know the Shadow People series is probably your favorite Mind Shock series, is it not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> only in the daytime. <laughs> and it is nighttime right now, so it is going to get spooky. So get your nightlight, Maxwell. Get your nightlight. And yeah, pro- I lost, probably I lost, my, I lost my teddy. You lost your teddy bear? Yeah, no, no teddy bear tonight. Ah, oh, that's terrible. All right, so we've discussed this in the past in the past episodes about edge of the eye phenomena and certain conditions that enable one to be able to see a shadow person or some kind of paranormal entity similar to a shadow person. So do they exist in only certain wavelengths in between dimensions? Are they all around us at all times? I mean, these are all very curious questions. Do you have any new thoughts on shadow people since we last visited this topic? Um, not really. I I just know um I just know it's really uh reported by a lot of people and they're not related to each other and they just see these shadow people. So I believe that there's a consistency of reporting without being knowledgeable about shadow people. Like they don't even know it's called shadow people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm are you ready for a mind shock? I'm going to unveil a new theory on Mind Shock today about shadow people. Okay, what is it? Okay. Are all shadow people ghosts? And the people that experience these phenomena, the people who witness these phenomena, are there, is their vision not developed enough to make out the details of the ghosts so they only see a shadow? It's almost like you have a certain paranormal vision. So instead of 20-20 vision for normal reality, they don't have 2020 visions for paranormal reality, so they can't see the details. Whereas other individuals, for whatever reason, their eyesight is good enough to be able to see the details of shadow people, which make it a classic ghost. Hmm. So, like, so the ones that are that are seeing uh, shadow people, if they had the right vision, they would see the ghost. Correct. If they had more developed paranormal vision, let's call it. Uh, okay, that's interesting. So let's let's get technical. So when your okay, so when your brain waves, your brain activity when you're just about to fall asleep, or when you're just waking up, or when you're in a meditative state, or in an astral projection state, or in a drug induced state, possibly psychedelics or whatnot you can be more sensitive to reality in this theta brainwave state that occurs in these levels of consciousness that are kind of between 
fully asleep or fully awake. So in these states, are you able to have better paranormal sight? So once again, if you're not in this state and you're in your regular waking state, perhaps your ability to see these entities isn't quite as acute or developed, so you can only see shadow people. And then other people with even poorer, let's call it a paranormal vision, they can't see them in any state, but maybe they can see shadow people in a theta brainwave state. And the most developed, they can see super clear ghosts in theta wave and maybe just regular shadow people in waking state. Or if they're super, super developed paranormal, they can see even perfect ghosts in any kind of state with all the details. What do you think about that, Maxwell? That's interesting. I'm thinking of... Uh these people who are interested in shadow people they might just go like if they're adventurous they try to experiment and try to meditate go into these different waves to see the shadow people on at will rather than by chance yeah and we've discussed astral projection and our shadow people simply astral travelers if you haven't checked out that podcast check it out in the shadow people series these are all very important questions, and there do seem to be some commonalities running through alternative brain states and the paranormal. This cannot be denied. There's just way too many coincidences and way too many people experiencing paranormal occurrences in theta brainwave states or not full consciousness states, and they can be induced, of course, by meditation or psychedelics or whatnot. So the other what's what's, uh, what's deeper than theta? I, I know it's theta and then alpha. Oh, how does it go again? Theta and then delta, right? Or or <laughs> is it? I know gamma is like the highest one. Gamma, beta, beta. Uh, I don't know. I gotta look this up. <laughs> uh, well, I know, I know, because I know delta is like the sleep, dream, nightmare state or something, and then theta is kind of like above that a little bit. It's like just deep sleep, and then alpha is like between sleep and awake like i'm about okay. to get up so let's let's go through all of the brainwave states now that you brought it up so this is from brainworksneurotherapy.com what are brain waves at the root of all our thoughts emotions and behaviors is the communication between neurons within our brains brain waves are produced by synchronized electrical pulses from masses of neurons communicating with each other Brain waves are detected using sensors placed on the scalp. They are divided into bandwidths to describe their functions, but are best thought of as a continual, a continuous spectrum of consciousness from slow, loud and functional to fast, subtle and complex. It is a handy analogy to think of brain waves as musical notes. The low frequency waves are like a deep penetrating drumbeat while the higher frequency brainwaves are more like a subtle high-pitched flute. Like a symphony, the higher and lower frequencies link and cohere with each other through harmonics. Our brainwaves change according to what we're doing and feeling. When slower brainwaves are dominant, we can feel tired, slow, sluggish, or dreamy. The higher frequencies are dominant when we feel wired or hyper-alert. The descriptions that follow are only broad descriptions. In practice, things are far more complex, and brainwaves reflect different aspects when they occur in different locations in the brain. Brainwave speed is measured in hertz cycles per second, and they are divided into bands, delineating slow, moderate, and fast waves. 
So infralow, less than 0.5 hertz. Infralow brainwaves, also known as slow cortical potentials, are thought to be the basic cortical rhythms that underlie our higher brain functions. Very little is known about infralow brainwaves. Their slow nature make them difficult to detect and accurately measure, so few studies have been done. They appear to take a major role in brain timing and network functions. Then we have delta waves, which are from 0.5 all the way to 3 hertz. Delta brain waves are slow, loud brain waves, low frequency and deeply penetrating like a drumbeat. They are generated in deepest meditation and dreamless sleep. Delta waves suspend external awareness and are the source of empathy. Healing and regeneration are stimulated in this state, and that is why deep restorative sleep is so essential to the healing process. Theta waves are from 3 to 8 hertz. Theta waves occur most often in sleep, but are also dominant in deep meditation. Theta is our gateway to learning, memory, and intuition. In theta, our senses are withdrawn from the external world and focused on signals originating from within. It is the twilight state, which we normally only experience fleetingly as we wake or drift off to sleep. In theta, we are in a dream, vivid imagery, intuition, and information beyond our normal conscious awareness. It's where we hold our stuff, our fears, troubled history, and nightmares. So that's a pretty interesting definition. Alpha waves are 8 to 12 hertz. Alpha brain waves are dominant during quietly flowing thoughts and in some meditative states. Alpha is the power of now, being here in the present. Alpha is the resting state for the brain. Alpha waves aid overall mental coordination, calmness, alertness, mind-body integration, and learning. Beta waves are 12 to 38 hertz. Beta brainwaves dominate our normal waking state of consciousness when attention is directed toward cognitive tasks and the outside world. Beta is a fast activity present when we are alert, attentive, engaged in problem solving, judgment, decision making, or focused mental clarity. Beta brainwaves are further divided. Wait, wait, so, wait, so I have to get into more beta uh, waves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maxwell definitely, <laughs> Maxwell definitely needs more beta. Beta brainwaves are further divided into three bands. Low beta, beta 1, which is 12 to 15 hertz, can be thought of as a fast idle or musing. Beta 2, 15 to 22 hertz, is high engagement or actively figuring something out. High beta, beta 3, is highly complex thought, integrating new experiences, high anxiety or excitement. Continual high frequency processing is not a very efficient way to run the brain as it takes a tremendous amount of energy. Is that why I feel tired all the time? <laughs> I'm always trying to figure stuff out. Gamma waves, 38 to 42 hertz. Gamma brain waves are the fastest brain waves, high frequency like a flute, and relate to simultaneous processing of information from different brain areas. Gamma brain waves pass information rapidly and quietly. The most subtle of the brainwave frequencies, the mind has to be quiet to access gamma. 
Gamma was dismissed as spare brain noise until researchers discovered it was highly active when in states of universal love, altruism, and the higher virtues. Gamma is also above the frequency of neural firing, so how it is generated remains a mystery. It is speculated that gamma rhythms modulate perception and consciousness and that a greater presence of gamma relates to expanded consciousness and spiritual emergence. So that's pretty interesting. What brainwaves mean to you? Our brainwave profile and our daily experience of the world are inseparable. When our brain waves are out of balance, there will be corresponding problems in our emotional or neurophysical health. Research has identified brainwave patterns associated with all sorts of emotional and neurological conditions. Over arousal in certain brain areas is linked with anxiety disorders, sleep problems, nightmares, hypervigilance, impulsive behavior, anger, aggression, agitated depression, chronic nerve pain, and spasticity. Under arousal in certain brain areas leads to some types of depression, attention deficit, deficit, chronic pain, and insomnia. A combination of under arousal and over arousal is seen in cases of anxiety, depression, and ADHD. So you need more balance, Maxwell. You need to get balanced. <laughs> Instability. So, so more, so more like gamma. So a more the, like beta two, beta three, gamma, right? Well. It has to be basically balanced everything because if you're under in some areas or over in other, you need basically you need everything balanced to not. Yeah, not yeah I, heard, I heard. I heard that because like if I'm probably, I, I don't know. I don't know anything, but like supposedly, I'm guessing I'm not anything. balanced. Maxwell, I'm, I'm guessing I'm not Maxwell, balanced and shit. <laughs> Matt Maxwell, that's a good that's a good new mug for you. I don't know anything, <laughs> but but I, I I'm I'm with my unfocused brain thing um i i don't know I'm, i guess i'm too much into too much alpha or some shit alpha and theta yeah i don't know well let me finish this right up on brainworks neuro neurotherapy.com altering your brain waves by rule of thumb any process that changes your perception changes your brain waves Chemical interventions such as medication or recreational drugs are the most common method to alter brain function. However, brainwave training is our method of choice. Over the long term, traditional Eastern methods such as meditation and yoga train your brainwaves into balance. Of the newer methods, brainwave entrainment is an easy, low cost method to temporarily alter your brainwave state. All right, so anyway. A lot of information here, but going back to this theory that theta waves can enable you to kind of see the paranormal. So what's interesting is from this write-up as well, our senses in theta, our senses are withdrawn from the external world as in the physical world. They're focused on signals originating from within. So it's, so it's a twilight state. So that we are, we can be, we can have information beyond our normal conscious awareness. So that's very, very interesting, especially if we look into quantum theory, how everything is connected. If all our consciousnesses are connected to the universe and reality in this twilight state, perhaps we are able to see ghosts or shadow people. And my next point was actually this, what about training? So just, just as anything in life, 
what if you train your senses, whether in a theta state or whatnot, to be able to see more of the paranormal? Perhaps people that train hard, they can kind of, from shadow people, they can move on to seeing ghosts in detail. <laughs> what do you think about that, Maxwell? That's, that's interesting. I wonder if uh, the Ghostbusters type people are looking into this and getting themselves to alter their states to see more paranormal stuff. Well, we see this in ancient civilizations all the time with their so-called mysticism, but they're really, they're just explaining reality in their viewpoint. It's not myth and legend. It's simply what they believe is true. And then in this so-called scientism revisionism, where basically it's all written off as myth and legend, but if it is really true reality, whether quantum or otherwise, they're simply stating what they believe to be reality. So to kind of, I mean, it's a bit egotistical to label it myth and legend as if stating modern society has the monopoly on true reality through limited science. Because again, in a couple hundred years, our time period now will probably be looked at as the dark ages. All our technology will be seen as inaccurate. A lot of the scientific theories, if not most of them, if not all of them, will be viewed as completely false or at least incomplete. There'll be entirely new, more accurate models, new, more accurate scientific theories, new, more accurate physics, biology, everything. I mean, in a couple hundred years, how dumb is our modern society going to look? But what's kind of funny is that our modern society kind of labels the ancient civilizations, or if you believe in mud flood theory, if you haven't checked out our Altered History podcast series, check that out. They might not have been that ancient, but regardless, some of these older traditions of civilizations, so-called primitives or Native Americans, they might have been very advanced, we don't know, but they had a different view of reality. So these so-called shamans or walkers between worlds, there's a lot of underlying themes that run through all of these civilizations where there's a, some kind of a veal, an occulted veal, where if you can see beyond it, you can see more of the truth of the universe. So whether you want to label it as dimensions or whatnot, the paranormal if it exists and you can see it better in certain states, who's to say if you, the more experience you get with it, the better you're able to see it. So if certain people can see shadow people earlier in life, are they going to develop into seeing ghosts? And again, not to fall for black and white fallacies. Ghosts and shadow people might not be the same thing. There could be many different types of entities. Ghosts, shadow people, demons, these could all be completely different entities. However, Within this spectrum, certain shadow people could also be ghosts, and people might see them as shadow people, and when their focus or their paranormal vision is better, they might be able to see them as more clearly defined ghosts. Does that make sense, Maxwell? What do you think of that theory? It's okay. <laughs> I, lost, I lost the last part. Maxwell? Like the, last, the last two sentences. I basically just rephrased my theory from before, whereas... Not to fall for black and white fallacies, because shadow people might be different from ghosts, but a certain amount of shadow people might also be ghosts that just require better vision to make out the details of the shadows. Oh, okay. Got and it. there could also be separate entities that are just shadow people or astral travelers or that fall into all these other categories. Ah, uh, gotcha. So what do you think of this theory? 
um, it's good. No one, no one's thought of it, I guess. I mean, there's there's bits and pieces of various things that I've said. Just in general, obviously, certain people can be more in tune to the paranormal world around us because if there's infinite entities around us at all times, I mean, I bring this up all times. I mean, you could you could have a couple of demons just chilling with you, having their arms around you, and you don't even know it, right? Because you can't see them. Yeah, that's messed up. I know. Very dark. You could also have benevolent shadow people just hanging out in the corner of your room as well, just just hanging out. <laughs> I mean, with the, in our in our as long, as long as they don't bother me and shit, like. Well, maybe they're I'll, stuck. I, as long as long as they don't like like I don't know like move a knife towards my face or something. Well, what if they're leeching your spiritual energy without you even knowing it and causing your ADD, and uh, and that's just a symptom of them leeching off your energy without you even knowing it. I might have to find some spiritual guru or something. Just spray some something. Perform an exorcism. You know what's real? Yeah. Cre- you know what's super creepy? I mean, this isn't directly relevant to shadow people. Maybe it is, but I'm gonna say it right now anyway because this is mind check. These are some really creepy cases. But you know how like people can have a kink in their neck or their shoulder for like a year or two or whatever, or even just a couple weeks. Ah. I've read a few accounts where they go to some kind of spiritualist and the spiritualist can see a demon clawing like some kind of demonic creature that just fixated themselves. That's messed up as hell. Wait, wait, they actually said that? Yes. And then they performed like you you met these people? No, I didn't meet them in person. I just I saw documentaries and I read accounts online. So there's crazy. Yeah, there's interviews with them. So this is what they state, whether they're lying or not, whatever. This is what they stated on camera and in various interviews. They stated they saw this creature. They exercised the creature and immediately the subject, sometimes they didn't even tell the subject what they saw because it was too creepy. They were just like, let me just try this. And then after the fact, they told them and they were really shocked because it got rid of it immediately. And their, their, their kink or crink was completely gone. And the spiritualist saw some kind of just demonic creature that just latched onto them and dug their claws into that one spot that was causing them pain that they thought was just some bizarre muscle cramp or something. How messed up is that? Yeah, that's messed up. Now I'm going to look at weird shit that goes on my body. <laughs> that's mind shocking. So, I mean, shadow entities could be responsible for various ailments. And even, we've talked about this before, are people crazy it, it, is it fallacious to write off shadow people witnesses that seem completely crazy or insane? Because what if these shadow people encounters cause them to be crazy and insane? Wouldn't you expect that? In our crazy people in the paranormal podcast, we really dissect all these different paranormal situations where these witnesses are written off as crazy, delusional psychotics. But shouldn't they be? If their account is true, how would they remain sane? <laughs> So it seems so fallacious to write. I mean, it, obviously, if they were insane before, then yes, they could be making it all up or delusional. But if they were sane and then this really happened to them, obviously they would end up insane. I mean, that's very reasonable to assume they would end up completely insane, paranoid, and delusional, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. But regarding these theta brainwave states to kind of round out this podcast, If you can develop your vision and shadow people are really just poorly focused ghosts, 
then one of these mysteries can be partially solved because once again, not to fall for black and white fallacies, there could also be other shadow entities. And once again, we have white shadow people, we have gray shadow people. I mean, there seems to be a spectrum of shadow people. So there could be good ones, bad ones, neutral ones, interdimensional travelers, astral travelers, and then also ghosts who are just out of focus and appear as shadow people. So any questions, comments, theories of your own, leave them in the comments section. And feel free to discuss the topic further, as shadow people might be one of the most undiscussed, under-discussed paranormal phenomenon that deserve more attention, as it seems there are many, many sightings and encounters around the world, and they are continuing with increasing frequency. Once again, if you like the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications, and make sure your device also allows those notifications to come through so you can check out our podcast when we post them. If you like the podcast, hit the like button. Feel free to share it across social media platforms like our Facebook page. You can also check us out, Twitter, Reddit, Patreon, and Patreon do get a priority in requesting topics and or cases and or podcasters or said case for a podcast subject. This is Bruce McGuire signing off. And Maxwell Pops. We'll catch you guys next time.